And we're back with vaccine researcher Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. Dr. Gorfinkel, Quebec announced a three-step reopening plan yesterday. It includes lifting the curfew there, eventually reopening restaurants. And they're saying by the end of August, they could be done with the requirement for uh, face masks in all indoor public places. Does this seem a little aggressive to you? It seems realistic. We cannot wear the masks forever. We know that. But, you know, it's, it's moving parts. What can I say? Could things change? Absolutely. And I think what defines good leadership in this situation is, you know, how, how agile are we able to be in response to new information as it comes out? So that's what it is for now. But, you know, in the pandemic, one week has proven a long time. It's really hard to forecast what will be two months from now. But if we look at the trajectory of case numbers, it's really exciting. Consider just Toronto's numbers. I mean, Ontario. Let's consider Ontario's numbers. One month ago, 4,300 cases a week. That's what we're talking, 4,300. And what are we at now? 2,300. So it's dropping. So what did you know, Ontario's top doctor, I have to say, David Williams, he said, well, once the case counts get down to below 1,000, Ontario can start talking about really loosening up as well. So this is pretty exciting stuff. The, the case counts are dropping, and let's just hope they keep dropping at the same trajectory that they have been dropping. Well, you mentioned our province, Ontario. We have uh, so far got from our government, uh, basically, we're not going to return to a color-coded reopening when that happens. Uh, should we expect a more detailed plan sometime soon? Are you hopeful for that? Is that something that we all need? Well, you know, these daily case counts are going to be de big determinants of that. So what Dr. David Williams has said is once we get to below 1,000, we can start talking. For now, they're being a little bit uh, sketchy about it. They're not, they're not certain exactly what that plan is going to be. One thing they want to avoid for sure is what they called leaky lockdowns. In other words, it's one rule here, it's another rule in a different jurisdiction. So we'll probably be seeing more similar rules, more simplistic messaging, because last time the messaging hadn't been as clear. So these are the goals and what they're trying to achieve. Clear messaging that allow a population to follow one set of rules instead of different set of rules for different areas. But they do plan on being sector specific at the same time. So it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all for all sectors. It will be different depending on the type of work environment that it is. Perhaps we'll see more testing in one area, like as in rapid testing. Perhaps they're going to pick that up. Perhaps we're going to see more you know, stringent criteria. I personally am hoping that all healthcare workers will be vaccinated. We know vaccine hesitation among healthcare workers is really a thing. And I'm hoping you know, that that will become... I know mandated is a nasty word, but I'm actually for that. I think once somebody has stepped into that kitchen of looking after the health of others, the least we can do is make sure we ourselves are vaccinated. All right. Speaking of vaccines, want to talk a bit this afternoon with you about mixing and matching vaccines. Now that AstraZeneca pause has been pushed on that in our province and several uh, others. A lot of people are wondering about second doses and having something different if they had AZ as their uh, first dose. And there's uh, some new research, a uh, new study out about mixing and matching. We have a few studies, actually. This is absolutely fascinating stuff. And it's coming like a fire hose, I'm telling you. So UK study looked at over 800 individuals 
These were older individuals. They were over the age of 50. And they compared what happens if you give AstraZeneca times two with four weeks between or AstraZeneca and Pfizer with four weeks in between. And what did they find? The group that got the AstraZeneca and Pfizer had more side effects. We're talking muscle aches, chills, headaches, that sort of thing. The Spanish study, this is so interesting. If you got AstraZeneca and then Pfizer, your antibody response was way higher, like way higher, as in twice the number of antibodies. So what's missing from this data? Long-term data. So does that mean that that will be as long lasting? We hope so, but we don't know. And right now the standard the world over is still to get the same vaccine twice. But is that what Teresa Tam is saying? No, actually today she's announcing, well, maybe it will be up to the person to decide because what's happening is we're getting tons and tons and tons of Pfizer. And from one perspective, it makes sense to mix and match because you're actually getting a somewhat diversified vaccine portfolio. In other words, your body, you're teaching your body to have different responses. And that's reflected in these studies. You can actually see higher antibody counts. But still, that is not the has not been historically the standard of care in vaccines. You know, the standard of care has been you get two of the same thing because we know that locks in longer term immunity um, and it gives a stronger immune response. Now, could it be? Perhaps they're equivalent, but we don't have the long-term evidence of that. Understand, these are relatively short-term studies. They are going on for a little longer, so we'll have to keep our ear to the ground to see what they show. All right, just finally, Dr. Gorfinkel, how concerned are you about a fourth wave? I even hate to mention that as we've been talking about the encouraging numbers and coming out of a third wave, but how concerned are you and other health professionals that we might see a fourth wave somewhere down the road? Or does the uh, vaccines take care of that for us, do you think? If enough of us can get vaccinated, we will absolutely be able to mitigate a fourth wave. I don't think that fourth wave will be anything like what we've seen in this third wave. This third wave was devastating. But the key is, can enough of us get vaccinated and soon enough? You saw what happened in the UK before they were saying, oh, you can wait 12 weeks between your doses. Now they've moved that to eight weeks. And why is that? Because they are so worried about that Indian variant. Because, you know, that's the big wild card of this. If we have a variant that comes, it can be devastating to our population. Yeah, none of the vaccines are perfect against the variants. Like, we get that. The key is get the booster shot. Exactly when? I think we're splitting hairs. Two months, three months, four months. I mean, unless you're really immunosuppressed, older, have an organ transplant, basically just get it. There are a lot of moving parts we don't know with certainty. And frankly, if you, if you decide on getting Pfizer, if you decide on getting AstraZeneca, the world's data, I think, still supports getting the same vaccine. But frankly, just get vaccinated. That's the thing. Get your two shots. You can decide which one. You know, we can't ignore VIT, you know, that terrible brain thrombotic problem. We cannot, you know, that's one in 60,000 for the first dose. But understand data coming out of the UK says that after the second dose, it's probably closer to one in 2 million. 
it's, it's way, way less common. And in fact, in the UK, they're stamping their foot basically and they're saying, if you got dose one of AstraZeneca, you're getting dose two of AstraZeneca and the World Health Organization is in agreement with that. I have a little bit of an issue with, you know, the government saying, oh, or, and Dr. Teresa Tam saying, you decide. But I think that that's kind of a Canadian way. You know, unfortunately, we have enough vaccines. With millions of doses coming on, it will be up to the individual to decide. Do I go with this longer term data that will give me a guarantee? Well, kind of a guarantee of a longer response. Or do I go for the shorter term? What we know, it will probably, you know, diversify the immune portfolio but not necessarily guarantee and lock in the long-term immunity. We don't have that evidence just yet. And I'm sorry for all the, all of the data. It's like, boom, 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 boom. I get that. But hold hands with me, hold hands with health officials as we get that data and we try to be as agile as we can with the new data as it's coming down the pipe. All right. We're getting lots of new data. We're also fortunately getting lots of supply of a vaccine as well, which has been a much needed and long awaited. Dr. Gore Finkel, really appreciate the time as always. Have an enjoyable and safe long weekend. Many thanks. All the very best. All right. There's Dr. Iris Gore Finkel.